Hello and welcome. Danette here. In today's episode, we're going to talk about all things inflation. We're going to talk about what it is, where it comes from, why we're currently experiencing it, what the Fed is doing about it, and most importantly, we'll discuss ways that we can protect ourselves and our own financial security during these periods of high inflation. I have been getting asked questions about banking and inflation very often over the last several weeks and months. As of the time of this filming, the Fed recently raised interest rates again for the 10th time in this current cycle, and the question that everyone has on their mind is, is it working? What does that mean for us as consumers? We're going to tackle that and more in this episode. In our last episode, we covered the banking crisis and FDIC insurance. And if you haven't had a chance to see that yet, we'll link to it at the end. If you're interested in learning more about inflation and how you can protect yourself during these times, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Danette here. And welcome to the Ready to Retire podcast, where we share real life stories and actionable tips and strategies to help you along your financial journey. Are you ready to retire? Let's go. When I first became a financial advisor in 1999, it was at the beginning of the dot-com bubble and all of the craziness that was happening then. And inflation wasn't a big deal at that time, and interest rates were pretty close to where they are today. We might look back and say that interest rates today are what we might consider to be normal. We've just had such a long period of extremely low interest rates that it started to feel like the low interest rates were normal. We have forgotten what it was like to have mortgage interest rates at 6 and 7%. When we bought our first home, our interest rate was 7%, and at the time, we were happy to get it. What we're experiencing right now is a feeling of recency bias, where rates have been so low for so long, they feel really high right now, and that is going to affect our behavior. It's going to affect people's ability to purchase a home, Sellers are actually offering to buy down points for the buyer on a real estate purchase. You can't qualify for the same mortgage at 6% compared to rates two years ago at 3%. This will slow down our economy. The question is by how much and how fast. In today's episode, I want to cover three things. I want to talk about what's causing the current inflation that we're experiencing what the Fed is going to do about it, and third, we're going to talk about a couple of strategies that you can use right now today to protect yourself. What exactly is inflation? It's the rate at which the cost of our general goods and services rises, and we're seeing it firsthand when we go to the grocery store and we go to buy a dozen eggs and the cost is double what we were paying two years ago, we see visually the impact of inflation firsthand. Other types of inflation, like in college costs, 
or medical cost are something that we don't typically see. The cost of medical inflation increases at substantially higher than the normal rate of inflation. College costs are another type of inflation that rise at a much higher rate than the regular rate of inflation. So what's happening now is that we're seeing the effect of inflation every day when we go to the store. Pro tip here, when we build a financial plan, we account for different rates of inflation on different types of expenses. Inflation is one of the many risks we face as investors. One of the ways we used to explain inflation to our clients is by talking about the price of stamps. The price of a first-class postage stamp 25 years ago was 33 cents. 50 years ago, they were 8 cents apiece. And as of January of this year, a first-class stamp is 63 cents. Is anyone curious about the rate of inflation of a first-class stamp? Well, if my math is right, it works out to a little over 6% per year to go from $0.08 cents 50 years ago to the current price of $0.63 cents today. What typically causes inflation? It can be an increase in demand, a shortage of supply, and it can be government policies when they have low interest rates and an expansive monetary policy that can lead also to inflation. One of the biggest pressures on inflation is corporate wages. It's estimated that about 70% of a corporation's expenses are wages. We've also been experiencing historically low unemployment, which means very high employment, And that also can put some inflationary pressure on corporations as their costs increase. And now we've had the perfect storm of coming out of lockdown and we've had a easing monetary policy and people are starting to get back to life the way it was before the pandemic. At the same time, because of things going on in the world, we're having supply chain disruption problems. Now, all of those things seem to be working themselves out and working through the system, but we had kind of the perfect um, recipe to have this high inflation that we're currently experiencing. Let's talk about the Federal Reserve's policy and what they're doing to help mitigate the high inflation that we're currently experiencing. They have a target of about 2% as the rate of inflation that they are comfortable with having in the economy. And as we started to exceed that, they began a policy of raising interest rates to help slow down our economy. And it is starting to work. We are starting to see signs of the economy pulling back. After the last meeting, the Fed said that their outlook is that they probably won't raise rates again, but also they don't seem to have indicated that they're going to lower rates 
either before the end of the year. The risk that we're facing now is that they have raised rates too high and it will cool off the economy too quickly. And that could lead us into a recession. We are not in a recession now. Even though we've had a downturn in the market, we are not currently in a recession. So what I'm optimistic about is the fact that if we continue going as we're going, that the Fed is able to cool the inflationary pressures and we continue growing at a slower rate but manageable, or if we do happen to slip into a recession, then the Fed now has the tools to stimulate the economy again. And that is one of their easiest ways of monetary policy to stimulate the economy. When they lowered interest rates after the last recession in 2009, they never really raised rates back up. So I'm very optimistic that if we do, in fact, slide into a recession, that they have the ability to get us out of it very quickly. Things over the next six to nine months are going to be very choppy as we work through the various different things that are happening globally. So in the meantime, what can you and I do to protect ourselves during these periods of high inflation? Inflation can have a huge impact on our retirement plans, on our day-to-day living expenses, and on our future plans. So the three things that you can do to protect yourself, first of all, is to have a financial plan in place. Understand what your budget is. Where is your spending? What are you spending money on? And when you build a financial plan, make sure you're working with an advisor that will build in different amounts for inflation on different things. You can see when you run your financial plan what the trade-offs are and always build in a little bit of cushion in case of emergencies. Just like when you were saving and getting ready to retire, you had money set aside as an emergency. The same thing goes forward when you are turning on the retirement income and you're pulling money out. You want to have a little cushion in the numbers because there are always going to be things that are unexpected. Um, We could not have predicted the global pandemic. And I don't think we could have predicted how well the stock market did during the first two years. And now I think we're sort of paying the price for all of that happening all at once. So having a solid financial plan in place is one of the best things you can do to protect yourself and your family. We put together a free guidebook that you can download. It's called Three Steps to Planning an Epic Retirement. If you're interested in getting your free copy, I'll put a link to it in the description below. The other thing you can do with your investments is to have a very diverse portfolio. It gets said over and over and over again 
diversification, and asset allocation. It is such an important part of an overall strategy. The biggest mistakes I have seen time and time again is that somebody will bring their statement and it will have eight different mutual funds. And so you think you must be diversified. And I'll find out that seven of the eight mutual funds are investing in the same category. Just because you have a lot of mutual funds doesn't necessarily mean you're diversified. The other mistake that people make is spreading their investments out among multiple sources. If we're still working, we already have a 401k. Maybe you have two or three financial advisors and you think, well, I must be diversified because I don't have all my eggs in one basket. Well, that's another um, mistake that people make because if you have multiple advisors, they don't know what the other advisors are doing. And so each account probably has duplicates. And so where you think that you are diversified, you might actually not be. So it's not just having a lot of different accounts or a lot of different investments. It's making sure that the investments are investing in different types of asset classes. That's where you get real diversification from. And that's a great way to protect yourself, especially during these times. And the third and I think the most important strategy to protect ourselves is not to make a big decision with the short-term information that we have right now. The Federal Reserve monetary policy is designed to help stabilize our economy. You add in the legislative policies like the SECURE Act 2.0, and you have a government that is geared towards making long-term savings, making the stock market stable in the long term, is what's happening. And yes, we're going to have short-term fluctuations. So don't make a really big decision based on short-term information that can affect your long-term outcome. We really will get through this like we have gotten through other situations. So with that, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, please take a moment to subscribe to our channel. That way you can help further your own financial education. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Have a wonderful day. I'm so grateful to have you join me today on the Ready to Retire podcast. If you'd like to learn more information, please visit our website at truenorthwealth.com. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.